WV Uncommonplace. This podcast is a variety podcast that houses numerous series to cover mental health, empowerment, podcast framework, and various intimate series to get to know the hosts. Along with occasional movies reviews and dives in pop culture with our event podcast episodes. The Uncommonplace digs into bringing guests on that stories don't fit the mold and are very different. WV stands for the great state of West Virginia and every quarter we cover something in West Virginia. Stacy and myself JR are your hosts so please come along for this venture to Uncommonplace. Old Kinfluence, uh, he came through and did an episode on the uh, podcast pop-up and uh a lot of energy from him. Uh, this was one of my favorite ones. Good guy to work with if you get a chance to catch him whenever he's available. He's out there dealing with aerospace and other things of that nature. Um, like I said before, the experiment wasn't really experiment, but doing these shows was a pretty fun thing that we did back in December of uh, 2021. And I hope you guys enjoy. Let's go. Hey, what's poppin' Ken, folks? It's Ken with another episode of Ken Fluence. We got some legends in the building. Special episode. I'm, I'm glad that my folks are here. Um, we have uh, JR. JR, go ahead and uh, introduce yourself real quick. Um, good evening, good night, whatever time zone you're in. This is JR from West Virginia Commonplace. Um, they call me the Larry Sabisco of podcasts. So I guess that means I'm a living legend. Very specific. Very specific. All right, Mr. Ringo, if you could go ahead and introduce yourself to the people. No problem, no problem. All right, this is Ringo from the We Need to Talk 23 podcast. You know, I, I say uh, young living legend. I'm early and early and young in this game, but I'm coming. Early and young, but we coming. He just, uh, a Jaden Smith in here. He just icon living. This <laughs> just did it. We in here, y'all. Hey, man, so uh, this is part of a special series that we're doing. Uh, JR kind of kicked this off where we just kind of come together randomly and sporadically put out episodes. Uh, we come together as a podcast community and we just kind of lean into each other and lean on um, just everybody's different contributions and everybody's different strengths. Cool thing about this is we just start off with a topic. We just roll with it. Um, so there's something that I've been kind of playing around with my head uh, recently and I want you guys to weigh in. So I was having a conversation Yesterday, as a matter of fact, I have a solo episode in this as well uh, that I'll probably release before this one. But basically, my theory is when it comes to hard times, everybody has it. Everybody goes through some type of struggle. Somebody has or everyone has some type of uh, just arduous time that they have to persevere. through. But sometimes it feels like certain people kind of like relish and like uh, revel in that negativity. Mm -hmm. And... Why is that? Why do you think people stay uh, more negative-minded or they, they sway towards uh, the negative times that that are plaguing them? Because for me, being a positive person, I can easily be like, oh, that shit negative. I'm, I'm out of that. I either change my situation or uh, I, I find something more positive to it. So why would somebody stay in a negative mindset? Well, I'll start. Um, I think they... they relish or hang out in that on that block that avenue whatever you want to call it because it's, it's low-hanging fruit it's easier to get you know people to pay attention to you if it's positive you have to put work into pushing that positivity out there to get people to pay attention to you i don't know if it's just the times that we're in social media whatever the case is but you know if it's something negative it's easy to keep going down that you know down that lane you know you can pick one thing and and just run with it and then when that one thing dries up you could attach attach yourself to sort of like a, a a subsection of the first negative thing and just keep going from there but when it's positive people are going to pay attention for five minutes and then those five minutes are up they're done with it but negativity negativity can last for for forever and people just you know I, to me it's a low-hanging fruit that's why I try. I, that's why I do my best not to get involved in any of the negativity because it's it's so easy to to continue continuously get material out of it. 
but when it's positive, it's like I said, it's it's a it has a short shelf life. Right, like when it's positive, it is what it is. Keep it pushing, but negative, you can sit there, you can pick at it all day, and that really dissect why is it negative. It's so easy to do that. I, I agree with that. Jr., what you got? All right, man, this goes back to one of these series that I do called Controversy Sells. Mm. Negativity, negativity has controversy behind it. Um, just like Mr. Ringo said over there just a moment ago, um, that attention you get from negative things, like it breeds more people. People like drama. People like the, the National Enquirer. They like to read that kind of scandal. People like scandal. That's what I'm going to say exactly right there. People like the scandal. And the people that stay inside that stuff, um, Sometimes, because we all, you know, we're not, I'm not going to go deep into the mental health aspect, but um, usually people that feed off negative energy and, and then keep producing negative content, um, usually something happened to make them a shell of who they used to be. And, mm -hmm. um, and a lot of times it comes from a place where um, they don't have comfort. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, and I'm going to flip this into the realm of podcasting. When you have a podcaster that uh, is addicted to beef, that's DJ drama, that's DJ K Slate in the streets. You know, slap your favorite DJ. Um, <laughs> you know, when you have somebody like that, you have to look beyond the aggression and beyond all the extraness and all the stuff that they try to facilitate or the facade. And then you start seeing them little cracks. You see the little human parts in these people. And I'm strictly talking inside podcasting because we've all seen it. Um, and it happens in real life, too. Some of the people that have the negative stuff, you see past the facade after a while. Some people can can put that clay on and keep that vase uh, looking good as you know, as much as they can. And then eventually mm -hmm. the cracks start to show. When them cracks start to show, that's when the negative stuff no longer becomes that controversial stuff we want to see or hear anymore. Um, it becomes short. It has that short uh, shelf life like positive things do. Positive people, positive reinforcement is something that is a maintenance. Mm -hmm. Negativity, negativity has no maintenance. Negativity can keep going and going, and it, it's almost an addictive. It's a high, basically. I believe that. That, that that's why you lean back on that. You're like, yeah, that's the bar. <laughs> it, it is. It's a high, man. And what I what I've come to learn too is like when it comes to positive and negative energy, right? It seems like with negativity, it's there's no momentum behind it. When you're very positive and you're in your shit, you're in your bag, there's a lot of momentum behind you. And when there's a lot of momentum, what happens? Everybody's driven the car really fast. And you hit a curve, you got a lot of momentum. What, what happens? Slow down. A little hard to control, a little chaos in there, right? But when you're slow and there's no momentum behind it and it's negative and it's begrudging, every step is slow and, you know, uh, I got bills to pay. I got this to do. These people are against me. These people hate me. These people are talking on my name, whatever. There is no momentum behind it. And you can be as slow and controlled as you want to be. And th there's no uh, there's no incentive really these days, I don't think, to be positive. No. Like you said, it, there's a, a maintenance to it. But like when you can be negative, it's funny. It's funny. It, it's controversial. Uh, people want to see that. And people want to feed off of uh, a, a lot of negative comments and it makes content mm -hmm. like how many positive things can you say about a person without really knowing them? how many positive things can you say um on a first impression of a restaurant or name anything on the internet right now no there, there's no reaction to like oh this is so positive everything is like oh man this sucks this is trash let me tell you why it's trash it, it's funny already because they said it was trash mm -hmm. so when, when it comes to people in these, uh, I'm about to call it trash mindset. I, I'm not going to call it a trash mindset, but if you're like, uh, if you have a proclivity to stay in a more, uh, or, or sway toward a more negative frame of mind, how would you guys go about uh, getting out of that for yourself? And how would you go about like approaching somebody and saying like, hey, did you realize you're being kind of negative right now? I'll let you take that one first, JR. <laughs> All right. So, like, with me personally, and this goes on, I'm going to break it down in different levels for y'all real quick if y'all don't care. When it comes to a friendship level with people, as I've aged, I'm 36 years old now, I've mm. learned that anything, and we're not going to use the word toxic. Let's throw that away tonight. Anybody that is not built for the roads that I'm on, 
built for the, you know, for the for the level of uh, success, entertainment, or anything I'm trying to do in life. I know how to put that person in my memories museum and go on with life. That can be mm-hmm. a family member or or a friend. It could be like my day one. If my day one is not the same and they got negative stuff, I'm going to try to help that man or woman through their negativity. But if it's something that brings down the level and the value of what I'm doing as a friend, I'm going to go find another friend or treat it like rent a center, mm-hmm. rent somebody out, get them the closure and the disclosure that they need and everything that they're doing. And I said disclosure, um, you know, so I don't have to be involved in all that. But I'm gonna move away from them. In the business sense, I have a zero tolerance for drama. The first moment I see it, I can feel it. If Trevor, Stacy, Irish Steve, or any of the rest of the camp, if we can see it on the internet, or if I can just feel it, because I got a vibe thing. Because mm-hmm. I come out the box sometimes with people and I do stuff like this and then I go away because I gotta see people's actions and movements and see how they move. Um I will remove that for me on a business sense. Now, if we getting out of that, we're just going to a real personal level, like somebody at Chopper Roof that's got my number, blah, 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 that we cool and stuff. And even if I don't see them physically, if I see a lot of negativity come from them, I'm going to come back to them. I'm going to um, doctor fill that shit and try to doctor that situation. up. And if I cannot doctor, if I can't personally use my, because everybody's a psychiatrist, a psychologist, I don't care. You can deem yourself not one, but everyone is. We study minds. We study our own minds. So if mm-hmm. I can't fix it with my um, proverbial psychology degree, then I'm going to have to pass on it because it's it needs to go to the, the true professionals to help with all that. Right. Now, I want to call it unprofessional, but you come up to work and you're just negative 24-7. And we all have moments. You know, I, I'm guilty of it. My positive ass. I come in here smiling nine times out of ten, but, you know, that one-tenth of the time, I'm not the most positive person either. We are, we're all guilty of it. But when it's recurring, it's day in, day out. You're ruling people. You're not, uh, you're not uh, actively trying to be necessarily a good person. Yo, that's unprofessional. And that's like something that really grinds my gears too when it comes to like trying to work with another person. Because at the end of the day, we're just people trying to work with other people, right? And we really, a lot of times we have a lot of the same core goals. And if you can kind of, take that pride out, that ego out, because some people got more than others, but if you can kind of strip that away and get to the core of like, uh, hey man, let's let's just get through the day. It's, you know, it's not that bad. Ringo, what you got? No, I say for me, I'm, <clears throat> I, I don't know, I have a very low tolerance for stuff like that. So for me, it's, I treat everybody the same, just to sort of piggyback on what JR said, whether it's friends, family, associates, whatever the case is, we're cool. But when I get to the point to where, you know, I just feel that the negativity is outweighing everything, I I tap out. I sit back and I don't necessarily completely move away from the person, but I give them room to fall so that when they need help getting up, I don't mind reaching back out to help out, to help them back up. But I'm not going to stay around for all of the shit that's gonna, you know, that's coming from it. Because, you know, if you're there for the entire, the entire shit show, you end up in the shit show. I don't wanna be in the shit show. I wanna give you your space, let you fall. And I'm not one of those people that are gonna say, I told you so, but I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna extend my hand to help you back up and help you rebuild yourself, repair, whatever it is. But I don't, I don't stick around for the entire thing. And I don't, I try not to, kick people to the curb because you never know when you might need that person again or if you'll need that person again and I don't want to be the one to have to look back and they were the one with all the negativity but because I kicked them to the curb now I got to come back around and so you know sort of apologize and go hey you know my bad for walking away when you were down but like I said I will let you fall and you know just like when you're teaching your kids how to walk they got to fall you can't you can't be there to catch them every time let them fall and then help them back up. So that's how I treat the negative people that like to live in that, you know, sort of negative space. That's a bar right there. I think like safety nets are important too and having somebody to be there to reach that hand out and say, you know, I got you, you need help. But just like you, when, you know, either you're not taking the help or you don't seem like you want 
to uh, genuinely make a change in yourself, then I'll still have the same handout. I'm gonna take about five steps back and keep doing it. I'm gonna take another five, you know, I'm gonna take 10. And then after a while, I'm completely out of the picture. I'm not an acting your shit show neither. Exactly. I feel it, man. <laughs> I feel that. I close it up. Close mm. it up. Um, and with that too, man, safety nets. Uh, back to that. That's important. But like a lot of times, people be getting too comfortable with them, and you never really learn with uh with, with too many safety nets always at play. Like my mama told me, we were playing. Um, I don't know if y'all ever played Tonk before the card game. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. So when I was learning how to play. She was like, all right, I'm going to teach you the rules. You're going to watch me play a couple hands. Now we're going to play. The fourth step was now we're going to play for money. I said, we're going to play for money. Mom ain't playing you for no money. You know, I'm, I'm a kid. And she was like, nah, well, you're never going to learn the game if you don't play for money. If you don't have something to lose and you play the game completely different, then you play slower. You look, you know, you, you waiting now versus just throwing cards out. You're trying to think like, strategies what's the other person doing without the safety net of not having a, a risk at play yeah. you're not really uh retaining anything you're not changing how you move and and, and get to the next step same thing with uh Ringo you said uh, with your kids you can't be there uh or you can be there but you can't like help them every time they fall it's like with training wheels you want your kid to uh ride a bike with training wheels their whole life Mm -hmm. No, a bike's not meant for that. A bike is meant to be uh, ridden by one person, by their own momentum, by their own gas, by their own two legs. And uh, it's up to them to have that freedom of movement, to lean left into a curve or right into a curve or, you know, pop a wheelie, whatever. But you can't do that with training wheels on. Mm -hmm. You got to get away from that safety net. I mean, very true. I, I, I see... I say the way today's society is, it's a big ass safety net for, for this generation. Meaning, you know, how we have the participation trophies. Everybody on the team does not deserve a goddamn trophy. <laughs> That's just Damn. my I'm, I'm sorry to say, you know what I mean? You, let's say if you have a, a LeBron James on your team, and I'm a coach, so this is coming from a coach. If you have a team full of players and one player is scoring 30 points and doing all this other shit. Then when it comes time and they win all the games, they lose all the games, whatever happens, now every child is supposed to be treated equally. No, let the LeBrons get their shine. The other kids, hey, you know, if they grab rebounds, they played the Dennis Rodman role, Draymond Green, whatever the case is, cool, they deserve something. But the kids that never got into the game, no, they should not receive the same accolades as the LeBrons and, and the Draymonds and all, and those type of players. And the only reason I equated to that is because the damn participation trophies are safety nets for these kids. Because when they become adults, they don't know how to function in society because they've always had that damn participation trophy, that safety net. So now when it's time to, you know, go out into the real world and act without the safety net, they don't know what the hell is going on. Now you got the drugs, the depression, and, you know all this other shit that that they push on these kids and things like that so i mean that's that's what i equate the safety net to is you know the participation trophies stop making these kids and i'm not saying down your kid and say you you know you played like shit you are shit but be realistic with them you know what i mean pull the safety net every once in a while let them hit the ground scrape their knee whatever the case is so that way they know all right that hurt if the safety net is always there, the participation trophies, they'll never know what they have to work on. They'll never know what pain feels like. Mm. So I think, you know, that safety net is there, but it needs to be pulled away at times. So I, I think the safety net is, is, is a major hindrance. Facts. Pain is one of the best teachers there is, I think. I don't think there's a better teacher out there really i mean i think there's some others on the same footing and kind of hold that same uh air and space is pain but whoa pain and and like extreme loss those are the things that really teach you how to be a person and people are trying to get through life and trying to teach other people trying to teach their kids that you can live life without pain mm -hmm. they're trying to subtract that from life and 
you can do that, but like you will see a lot of soft people. And that's kind of why we're in the predicament that we are as, you know, kind of as a nation, as a world right now is people are, are skirting some of the most basic steps of being human. And that that's learning through pain. Yeah. And one thing I'd like to add in here, like y'all are talking about the safety net. Um, one thing that I think should be instituted uh, not so much safety nets, but if you set certain boundaries and inside these certain boundaries, like always, I talked last night about the transparent, transluent, lucent, and opaque uh, mm. way of communicating. Um, if you're very transparent and you're very concise, uh, you can take away a lot of negativity out of someone. You can take a lot of this uh, soft ass shit that goes on now mm-hmm. by just being blunt and, and setting certain boundaries like this, for instance, my son. He knows that he can go wrestle, he can go play soccer, play football, do whatever he wants. But no matter how much success he gets, I have taught him and anybody that follows me, we keep that silent. Mm -hmm. And the accolades show for themselves. So if he goes and wins a state championship, you know he's good. If he wins a regional championship, you know he's all right. He wins the district, you know he's Mm -hmm. decent. Those accolades are going to shine way more uh, then, you know, like with the basketball emphasis, when you have a player that's shining, they're going to be in a newspaper. They're going to make the, the news, at least on the high school level in college and stuff, and then further on. And even at middle school, sometimes they, they get out there. If they're a phenom, like if you go to Oak Hill Academy, um, not too far from me, if you're down there at Oak Hill Academy, the Carmelo Anthony's and other people that have played there, you know you are a beast. So if somebody's going to know about you, notoriety, and uh, something we talked about last night, the significance uh, that people aspire to have, uh, you know, like we were talking about the negative nature, the negative people, they want some type of significance. They want to feel noteworthy and attention. If we teach our children that attention is two things, it's a market, it's something you have that, that markets you into a certain position, and the bad part that no one talks about. Attention is something that's going to drag you down. It's going to depress you. It's going to push you in arenas mm-hmm. that you don't want to be in. That's one thing as a whole society we don't talk about. We always talk about the success, the, the glitz and glam. But going back to those negative people, the negative people, they use that and they feel like they have the glitz and glam when they're doing all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So so the top everything I'm saying is this. If you set a healthy boundary, not a safety net, because the safety net, like you said, it catches them, but they roll out of that. If you set a hard brick wall, something stronger than the Berlin Wall or the Great Wall of China, and you say, this is how this should be. If it isn't like this, there's no way around this wall except going underneath it or trying to climb above it. And if you do one of those, one of them is going to be underhanded and one of them is going to give you the strength, the pain you're talking about. If you climb that wall, you get over what's negative or you get over the hindrance or the the thoughts of uh, just because I participate, I'm um, swell or um, mediocre. If you get past that stuff and you get over that wall and you jump to the other side, you see the t- success, you see how it, the attention looks once you're on the other side of the wall from the other side, you know good and bad. You have perspective. Once you have perspective, the world is yours. Yeah. Talk on it. With, with that, so I got a point to that. So to follow up, negativity is one of those things that is infectious. Negative person walks in the room, negative person gets on the group chat, negative person gets in the the Zoom meeting, and it's a whole different vibe, it's a different everything. Mm. One of the things my uh, great uncle Bruce used to say to us all the time, God rest his soul, was every shut eye ain't sleep, every goodbye ain't gone, and everybody who's smiling in in your face ain't your damn friend. Mm. I would love that. You know, it, it was funny as a kid, but like the older you get, like, damn, that's true. Every shot I ain't sleep, every goodbye ain't gone, everybody's smiling, your face ain't your damn friend. So when it comes to people who are notorious for being negative, they're infamous for it. Mm-hmm. And and they're spreading that around. And th- do you take that as like a that's a you problem, or do you take that as like a you're maliciously trying to sow negativity? amongst people and get people to disagree because just because you have a stance. I I think that sometimes that, you know, they, they intentionally try to sew that in 
but also I think they don't know any better. I think mm. that they've been, you know, to a certain extent, they've been pacified all this time. Nobody's ever checked them and said, you know, that's a fucked up way of thinking or that's a wrong way, bad way of thinking, whatever word, vernacular you want to use with it. But I think that's why. And they, it's similar to the participation trophy thing. Again, they get it. Nobody ever says anything. So they continue to think that it's okay. And then the first time you say something to either challenge or correct them, oh, you just hating or you, and, and it's not hate. It's just like, all right, I've sat on five Zoom meetings with you. I'm sick of hearing the shit. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm a pretty reserved, calm person. But after a while, it's just like, oh my God, we got to have this meeting again. And right. this negative ass person comes in and they start off, oh my God, my day is shit, blah, blah, blah. This happened, this, that happened, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, shut up. You're here. <laughs> You're alive. <laughs> you know, enough with the negative shit. And I really think that, you know, sometimes the us, the positive people, to I say give us 5% of the blame because sometimes we just don't want to deal with the shit. So we sit back and go, fuck, here they come again. So we just, we just shut up and sit back. That's me. And, and, and that, I'm the same way. I'm just like, you know what? If they sitting in chair four, I'm gonna sit in chair one. I don't wanna be nowhere near them. I don't want their negative energy to rub off on me, but it could be the reverse. Your positive energy could rub off on them. But a lot of times we don't take the time to to find out. We just wanna stay clear of them. So I think a lot of times they don't know any better because you know no one takes the time to correct them. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying keep sticking your nose or your hand in there. Because after mm -hmm. you say it once and they rebuff what you're trying to do, I throw my hands up and I just wait wait for them to come ask for help at that point. But part of that, too, is I think it's a lot easier to derail positive than it is to derail negative. Very true. Very if you're true. having a good day, you stub your toe, that's the end of the damn day. Right? <laughs> yeah. But if you're having a shitty day and one good thing happens, you find a dollar on the ground, you're like, the, the world owes me this damn dollar. You shove it in your pocket. You're damn right. I should have found 20. And you <laughs> you're gone. That's it. So, you know, it's it's hard to, uh, when negative people come around, to try to, like, then be a mirror and reflect that positive or or not so much a mirror, but, like, kind of, like, give them that positive that they need instead of, like, and replace it with that negative. Yeah. But it's it's a rough one. Jared, what you got? I see you over there, Mullis. Man, man, I just got to say it like this. Uh, Ringo had clear narrative there. I ain't got nothing to, to disagree or, or really to add on to what he said because what he said is true. The one thing, though, that I hate help, that helps negative people, and I hate this, and this will get you fired if you ever come work for me, whoever. I cannot stand a fucking yes man or woman, oh, binary, non-binary, so every group is taken care of, so y'all don't cancel me. Um, but <laughs> they, they yes person... I really, I really like, I find them the first day because you have to walk around with me with an iPad again. And we write stuff down like it's a tablet nowadays, so like mm -hmm. an old notebook. So, you know, you can't just say yes to me because I'm going to look back at what you're doing. We might be looking at the same thing because I might have it on my phone. So, mm -hmm. anyway, going back to negative people, the, like you said, be, them being pacified or either, either not acknowledged because mm -hmm. it's a double in blade. If they're ignored or they're acknowledged, it works in the same manner. Yeah. Because the more that they're not seen or not heard, the stronger the content gets from them. Mm -hmm. When they are heard and it's not the right type of energy they need, it's the same thing as not being heard. So that's one of the things that's real tricky about that. So uh, just con my concluding uh, comment here is this. Um, when you are dealing with negative people, you don't have to do what I do because I got checks and balances like the Supreme Court and the government. Um, but I kind of feel like, like I said, I got that memories museum. I'm going to remember the good parts of somebody, but I can depart from somebody very quickly. And I, and I always reiterate, this can even be family too, for the simple fact that if someone has a negative streak, you can get past that. But if somebody has a negative saga, oh. So what's your deal breaker then? What's your deal breaker to be like, uh, that's the negative side. For me, it's my peace. Like, if I feel like you're fucking with my peace and I feel like when you come around, I'm on guard because I'm like, oh, I already know it's about to be some negative shit. Or I see you coming and I roll my eyes. I'm like, 
I, I gotta fix my face when I see you or you text and I'm like, <laughs> I don't wanna respond immediately. You mess with my piece. And for me, that's a hard, you know, I gotta snip that. So what is y'all's deal breaker? Let me let me jump at this one real quick. I'm on some Rick Rubin shit. Mm. Rick Rubin shit is this and it's real simple. I'm in a place where I really don't factor in other people's issues into what I'm really doing in life. If we cope aesthetic and we move in linear, because that's the word I use all the time, linear. Mm. If we move in linear, we are going to have obstacles that's going to make us deviate. And I can accept that with somebody because we're not going to all have positive days. But inside the deviation, if it takes you from West Virginia all the way over to Delaware, and that's the sense I'm using in motion, Mm-hmm. I can move away from you because that's Maryland between us. That might be parts of Pennsylvania between us. And I'm if you go too high in New Jersey in between us. And I'm just talking about distance and space and people in that so people can understand that analogy because I know some people are going to take that and be like, damn, if I go to Delaware, he ain't going to fuck with me no more. Nah, it's not even the case on that one. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just putting that out there like that for the simple fact that um, on that Rick Rubin shit, and, and I studied him um, when I was young and as I got older, this man lives in peace. He makes critical music he did shit with jay-z and whoever else beastie boys blah 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 and this dude lives in his own utopia he sees the yeah. outside shit not everything's gonna be perfect he and he accepts that but he don't tolerate drama when artists come with drama they don't get the record who did who did he do that with it was was it kanye or somebody he was like uh get out or something like that come back when you fix yourself i forget it was, i think it was either bro yeah, you watched it on somebody. i am dave you watched it on i am dave yeah, that's <laughs> probably one. But he, he told somebody, he's like, you got to, when, when you get it right, come back. But yeah, it, I agree, man. Like for me, you got to remove, if I don't remove myself, you got to remove yourself, right? Because like, I don't, to a certain extent, I don't want to hash it out. I don't want to figure it, because a lot of times it's much deeper than what any other person is going to come into your situation and whatever advice they're trying to offer Right. So it's like you go handle your shit. You know, I'm here as a resource. If you need it, I'll be a tool in your tool belt for as long as uh, that's appropriate for you. So long as you're making progress and so long as you're on a positive trajectory of like trying. Right. Because trying to effort is a whole different other thing compared to just, you know, actually doing it. So long as you're trying, you know, you can't really go wrong. Uh, what was it? Uh, Cat Williams. When he's like, um, what it's like being a black man in America is like being a tiger in a chain in a cage. You just trying shit, trying shit, won't work. Trying shit, trying shit, trying shit. You gotta try shit until it works. Mm-hmm. I feel that. And if you're not trying shit, trying to make it work, I'm like, I, I don't have no help for you, right? Because I'm not gonna come here with a you know silver platter of solutions for you who have done no work. You haven't done any self discovery. You haven't been introspective enough. You're you're not uh, looking for anything on your own you're looking for the world to just either bend to your nature and to what you want or for everything to just work out i, I ain't into it no not at all not at all and I, and I would say the 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 end point for me honestly is you know when there when there is a solution and you just keep turning away from that solution mm. that, that's the end point for me it's just like i like i said i'll be there I'll be there mm-hmm. in the beginning. That middle part is kind of where I step away. I'm going to let you fall and then help you up. But then if I help you up and you're still on that negative shit and you just refuse to get the answer, it could be a simple fix, but you just refuse to fix it because you don't, mm-hmm. you know, oh, I don't want help from this person. I don't want help from that person. If you if you refuse to, to fix the issue, fix yourself, whatever, that, that's my cutoff point. It's just like, all right, it, there's no help. This person doesn't see, you know, that the that the answer is right in front of them, you know, to take care of whatever the issue is. So for me, that that's my biggest thing. It's just like, if they can't accept the basic or simple thing that's right in front of them, there's not mm-hmm. a damn thing that I can do to, you know, to help them and get them past, get them past themselves. It's like you chose violence, yeah. literally. Like you choose it. <laughs> To be negative, you you choosing because sometimes not making a choice is a choice. But like if you're if you very easily given the answer and somebody's continually being like, "Hey, bro, all you got to do is one, two, three, and your whole situation is over. You're good. 
Now, when you don't do those things and it's been coached and, you know, uh, reiterated over and over and over again, to me, that signals that you like the situation you're in or it ain't that bad. And, and you're okay with that. You're content with it. And because of that, I mean, I can't, I, I'm not here, again, like you said before, Ringo, I'm not uh, an act in your shit show. Nope. So if, if you want to do that by yourself, um, do that, go get a tent, go get you some rings to put in the middle of that little shit circus you got, and have fun with it. Get you some elephants. I don't know. Have a good time, but I, I won't be there. I'm not buying tickets. No, not at all. Is uh, Has either one of you guys uh, encountered anything increasingly or significantly negative just out in the world recently where you just like, this is this is a lot, and I don't know uh, either how to deal with it or like just what this person was on or like what people in society are on at all because I, I run into shit all the time for me like at work um sometimes I'll go into the office I tell her for the most part but um I try to um go into the office as often as I can just to keep up with people and sometimes people get in there and we in LA man people get in there and they oh it's it's a bad day you know, I woke up late and, you know, they just, before you can even get in and put your laptop down, they rattling off all their problems. It's like, bro, this is why people don't sit in this area. It's because of you. Mm-hmm. There's a whole, like, uh, if you had like a, a, a pile of dirt on the ground and you poured some um, isopropyl alcohol in the middle, it's like a clean spot. Mm-hmm. There will be a clean spot around this person at work because nobody wants to sit around them because they're so damn negative. So <laughs> Uh, I actually eventually went up to him and I was like, you know, um, as it was like going off and it was rattling off all this negative shit, I was like, do you realize like a lot of stuff you're saying is negative? Like it just sounds really like, like a downer, honestly. And LOL, like, I'm trying to keep it light. I'm like, you know, ha 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 ha, you fucking up my day, basically. You know, being blunt, but also a little sarcastic with it. And they were like, you know, but everything is, you know, blah, 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 blah. And they're just, you know, digging a hole of negativity. And I'm like, I get that, but you living in it ain't doing nothing else. That That's not doing anything about it. So you can either choose to have a good rest of your day and try to enjoy the people around you who are trying to, like, come through and, and cheer you up. It's motherfucking donut day. You, why are you fucking mad on donut day? Get you two of them and bring it back to your desk and have a good day. You know, but um, after that talk, they felt more comfortable talking to me because I had like that little bit of bluntness with them. And they checked in a few times and that's been like maybe a couple months ago. And now come to find out they actually kind of cool. It's not bad. But like if you get over that initial stage of negativity, I mean, you never know who's under there. So have y'all dealt with anything like that recently? You, you want to go first, Jr. All right, yeah, I can I can tell y'all, man. So, so I deal with some negativity all the time because uh, one thing I tell anybody: if you are in this business, make a choice on if you're gonna have thick skin and you're gonna be able to uh, like take criticism, and uh, then being able to take criticism for someone that's not accredited to give criticism. Um, somebody was like, "Man, I like your show." Um, this, 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 and that. Um, how come I ain't been on your show? And I say, like, uh, I told him, it's like, I'm not hard to reach. I usually reach out to people to come on my show. I don't actually, when I'm ready for you to come on a storyboard, I'm gonna let you come on. And this person kept saying this and that. And I was like, okay. I was like, you, you're one of my favorite podcasters. Like, I listen to you during the week. I was like, it ain't gonna change the way I support you or feel about you, but your behind the scenes antics make me not want to do a show with you. So I'm not gonna do a show with you until 2022. And I said, and even if I push you out like that, that kind of means I'm not going to do a show with you because I storyboard my shit. Everybody knows that I got a place in the plan for you to be in my show. So it makes mm-hmm. sense for me and it'll make sense for you. And this person got upset. They unfollowed me. And my rule of thumb on, on Instagram is if you unfollow me, that's a lot of presses that you got to do to unfollow me. So don't ever fucking bring that energy back around me. Like, I ain't going to block you, um, but I'm going to restrict you. Um, if you try to add yourself back in, don't do that because I don't need your like. I don't need your um, movement. 
uh, of my podcast. I'm doing fairly good, and I have enough supporters that support me, and I stay positive with them. But if you ever have a, this person had a negative interaction with me, and uh, after that, I was like, okay. And I just decided, man, I'm too old to worry about things, to be trivial. So I'll let this stuff go. But are they back in the circle? Am I still supporting them? I'm supporting them every single day because I make sure that their podcast gets out there somewhere in West Virginia, Ohio, Virginia, Maryland, Pennsylvania, or any of the local areas that I do uh, run around. Mason, Mason, May, uh, I said Mason, mainly the ACC and the SEC on certain times in the Midwest. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, <laughs> so the thing is that the way I deal with it is like this. Like I really don't put too much stress and time into it. The first, like, and it's kind of sad because it's like a switch. That the first time I feel negativity, you're just gone. Like I don't have patience or time for it because there's too many people that's willing to be friendly and nice to people, not because of what I can do for them, but just because of the camaraderie you can build with people inside our community as podcasters. And that's one thing I'm gonna say. Uh, that person uh, left my my presence. And six other people that I've interacted with, with the inclusion of Ringgold and quite a few others that have taken the place of that person. I'm listening to their podcast a little bit more on Sunday evenings whenever I ain't doing shit or if I'm traveling from this part to that part. Um, and that person, I see them out there, they, they doing anything. They're not, they not living too good. And I'm not saying that this negativity brought them because they gave me negative uh, vibes. It's just the karma in the world. So the way I deal with it is I just shut it off. I put them in my memories museum, remember the good parts. And then when I come outside that museum, I close that door and I don't go back into that museum because mm. I know why that museum was built. Mm-hmm. That's fire. That's, that's damn near poetic, JR. <laughs> yeah, Bring with I'm going to need $10 to my PayPal after this. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Patreon episode. <laughs> no, I would I would just say for me is you know I mean recently I'll have people because I'm not a I'm not a big phone person you mm. know but you know someone calls and and you know calls me I will answer but I do a lot of texting because I hate sitting on the phone because then you know you get on the phone and <sighs> the deep sighing. I, I hate this shit. Don't call me no more. <laughs> right. But, you know, I, I, I hate when people, you know, oh, you know, they come with the woe is me. So, you know, nobody checks on me. Nobody cares about me, blah, blah, blah. And then, Why they on the phone with you? Yeah, you know what I mean? And then it's just like, the fuck? You know, I'm right, I'm right here. And then if I'm texting you every day or whatever, and it's not even a long text, hey, you know, how you doing today? You good? And then I don't get any response. And then it go months without talking, and then you get a random text or phone call. Oh, you know, you didn't. You know, why haven't you called and checked? Look, I got. I have a very short fuse. Either we gonna talk or we're not gonna talk. I'm cool either way. But if you're the one with this issue, whatever the issue may be, if I'm sending you a text and hey, how you doing, and you're not responding, cool. You're gonna get probably two more texts, maybe a phone call. Not leaving no voicemail because I don't leave voicemails. <laughs> but I'll call and you know what I mean. If you don't respond, it's just like, all right, whenever they whenever they get time, or whenever shit gets real bad, or hopefully not too bad, they'll come back around. And that's how I deal with it. It's just like I don't have time. I mean, I got a wife, three boys, I got a dog. <laughs> you know, I got work, basketball, I got all sorts of shit, other shit to worry about. You know, rather than worrying about how you're feeling every day. The phone works both ways. You can send a text, hey, I'm good today. I hate one-way conversations. If I'm always texting you, you know, it's just like when you were younger, you know, think about high school and stuff. It'll be the girl down the hall. You walk past me, you didn't say nothing. Well, shit, you walked past me and didn't say nothing. I mean, you could have spoke to me. (laughs) I could have spoke to you. And that's how I feel about the phone. If I'm texting you every day asking you, are you good? How you doing? And all of that, and you're not responding. Mm-hmm. Fuck it, I'm done. I I'm just, I just tap out. But emotionally, it works like that too, though. Like you, not just being on the phone, but like if you're on the phone with a person, and I said, "Hey, Ringo, man, how you doing?" And you're like, "Well, shitty." And I'm like, "Why, why are you feeling shitty, bro?" And you go through just a, a, a myriad of, of reasons why you don't feel that great, and all the things that bring you down in life, all the people coming after you. You know, 
Uh, you got IRS at your neck. You just got all these crazy things coming after you. You got super villains after you. And you don't check in on me too. I'm like, what are we having this conversation for? I'm not your therapist. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's going to be a back and forth. You know, this is not a session. If you want to make it a session, it's 15 an hour at least. So, <laughs> one video an hour at least. And one thing I want to add in there real quick, though. Ringo, if she, you know, I'm one of them 80s R&B dudes. If she walk past me and don't say nothing, me and the mm. whole crew going to step out and I'm going to write a note and send it to her friend and she going to know how I feel, though. Yeah, they- so, so <laughs> I just I just had to throw that out there. So she going to know. <laughs> and she going to know not to walk past me and not say nothing again. Brian Cologne on it and shit. All yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hit her on my two-way. <laughs> she going to come back. She gonna come back. <laughs> she gonna she come gonna back soon. On a rainy uh, Friday at the football game, she gonna make eyes with you. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be right from there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean, my crew. We used to be because we was clean cut. So I'll be short, and you know, I got the curls and stuff. So the <laughs> rain was gonna fall on me and stuff, and I'm gonna hit her with that. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Two good body rolls and a hoo yeah. <laughs> and with the mm-hmm. nah, I'm good for that man shit I'll be writing little notes and uh you know little slits in the locker I'll be popping mm-hmm. everybody little notes up in there and then one day uh this is completely not about negativity but I I had done that I had <laughs> mad notes off one day I was feeling myself I ain't had no homework the night before right so I ain't do shit to write notes and that shit went good for like a week and then like one Monday I guess they had all talked or some shit over the weekend they all showed up at the uh, cafeteria table while I was sitting down. I had never been so embarrassed, but also with my homies and like, yeah, look at all these homies. Like everybody, <laughs> everybody got a note. They're mad because they all enjoyed the note. They all felt some type of way. Mm. It happened. Had them in the rain, body rolling. That's what. <laughs> that's how I go. That's how I go. But hey, y'all. This has been a fun topic. I really enjoyed this one. Um, to kind of like iron things out and bring it full circle, being positive can be a little bit tougher than it is being negative. And I'm not saying like negativity is the default uh, condition of human beings by any means, but from a ease standpoint, things that are worth having are a little bit harder to obtain. Yeah. So happiness, positivity, um, joy, gratefulness, those types of things, those can be a little bit harder to chase. But it's not so much that they're difficult to, to obtain, it's switching your mind frame. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you got to be able to have, like JR said, you got to have a different perspective on things. And sometimes it takes another level of thought of just being like, well, what if this did, what if this does work out? Or what if this does go in my favor? That was bad, yeah, but did I learn something from it? That sucked, but could have been worse. Mm-hmm. Those types of things really uh, recalibrate, not just the things going around uh, you on a day-to-day basis, but it also like helps other people out. They see you, because you never know who's watching. Mm-hmm. They see you go through hard times and be like, well, fuck it. I mean, that sucked, but could have been worse. I'm still here. I'm still alive. I'm still breathing. Uh, this isn't my worst day. This isn't my best day by any means, but it's definitely not my worst day. People see that and they're like, you know what? That's somebody I want to help. That's somebody I want to work with. That's somebody I want on my team. That's somebody who like, I know isn't going to fold under just minimal pressure. So just to kind of leave people on that, like I want y'all to really remember that like, it may be seemingly difficult at first to be more positive, or to take that extra step, but it's all about your perspective. But um, for y'all, do y'all have any closing uh, statements or any last things before we uh, get up off of here? Uh, yeah, I'll just say, you know, like you said, being positive is a lot of work. Negativity is very easy to get into. And it's very, as I say, look at it like this. You can dig that hole in negativity. It starts out as a small hole, but the more you keep digging, you ask it dig so deep that it's almost impossible to get out of. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You start digging, and before you know it, you and I'm not talking in terms of death, but you'll be six feet deep, and then you're looking up like, all right, shit, now how am I going to get out? And you can get out of that hole. It's just going to take a lot more work 
And now you're going to get mad because if you dug that negative hole, now you're going up. And now it's going to be negative. Damn, why is it taking so long to get out of this hole? Why is it so hard to get out of this hole? So I just say, like you said, you know, being positive, yes, it's a lot of work. But I would take that all out, you know, rather than digging that hole and then having to climb back up out of it. Because a lot of times you end up having to climb up out of that hole by yourself. You know, no one wants to reach their hand down there and pull you out. So stay on the positive side. It's enough negative bullshit on there. Social media, people around you. <laughs> so just keep it light and keep it positive. I like that, okay. man. I do too. Now, first off, it starts off with your self-esteem. Your self-esteem is the locomotive in your life that builds the perception that people see of you. It builds the character that you should have been influenced by a family member or some type of role model, because everybody has a role model. I don't give a fuck if it's on TV or whatever. You got some type of role model. Um, inside that self-esteem, you want to have self-respect for yourself. The self-respect, in my famous word, deviate. You mm. deviate from the self-respect for yourself when you start letting negative stuff become part of your persuasion. When you let that become part of your persuasion, you've decided that your self-esteem, self-respect, those things that make you who you are yourself no longer matter. Um, you become a, a not a puppet of society, but you become a puppet. And you let negativity play these strings and make you dance around and chuck and jive to entertain people, to make you have this falsehood of people liking you and you being perceived in a good manner, even if it's negative. Because it's a negative stuff sometimes has a good manner to it in some people's um, spaces. So the key is, is that when you're out here in the world and um, life is not giving you the apples and oranges and the grapes, it's giving you limes, lemons, and other shit that we don't eat like beets. Um, <laughs> we won't eat that fucking beets. No, anyway. we're fine beets. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> so, so when, when, it, when it gets negative, you got to do that self thing. You got to do that self discovery and figure out what got you to this place, what got you to this point, and why do you feel that this is acceptable to be like this? Uh-huh. Once you do that, that self esteem, which is that locomotive, will build you up, will make you feel good because that's that self esteem is your self promotion. And a lot of people don't don't remember that from their childhood, or they didn't have it in their childhood. So that's where that negativity comes from. So if you can get that self-esteem built up, you're going to have self-promotion. From self-promotion, it's going to be dually uh, replicated by other people. So two and two is four. Four times two is eight. Eight times two is 16. So by the time you get to the 16th person with a positive manner, it's going to take 16, and then it's going to go times two on that and keep doing that. Mm-hmm. And when you can see that and you can feel that, then you'll go back and look at those negative days and you'd be like, man, I wish I wasn't like that. Um, I'm not going to be like this anymore. And you'll be able to help somebody with that, be it through the podcast through whatever other methods. But if you're not willing to do self-discovery and anything that has to do with yourself without other people involved, mm. you're not going to be shit. Mm-hmm. I agree. Very true. And the, the round that point out a little bit, uh, I guess for both of y'all, I have one final message to... My negative folks out there, I know it's hard to to get out of that. And like Ringo said, you probably dug yourself in a hole of negativity. And it's tough taking accountability of saying, like, I dug myself into this negative hole. But from our show here at Kimfluence, I want to personally be the one to say, shut up. I don't want to hear you be negative. Shut up. Just, just stop talking. Stop. I made a video on this earlier. I don't, I don't want to hear it. I, I don't. Don't shut, shut up. You over here being infectious, spreading your negative day around the people. You're criticizing people. You're, you're slandering people online or y'all in people's uh, DMs, inboxes, whatever. Spreading your negative rhetoric. I don't care. I don't want to see it. Uh, I don't tolerate it at all on my show or in my personal life or uh, in my, my professional life, in my spiritual life, in my athletic life, none of my lives, I, I, I don't. 
So take that, fold it five ways, and put it in your pocket because nobody wants to hear it. Sorry. <laughs> Had to get that out there. But, y'all, thank y'all so much. This has been another episode of Kim Fluence. JR, Ringo, y'all have been a blessing and a pleasure to have on this show, man. Uh, y'all go ahead, plug yourself, tell the good people where we can find y'all at, um, and drop your, drop your stuff down there. All right, so again, this is Ringo from uh, We Need to Talk 23. Um, you can find me on all streaming platforms, and uh, I will say I will start mentioning YouTube again. I'm about to get back on my YouTube page. Um, I've abandoned it for, for a couple of months, but I'm going, I'm getting back to it. Um, you can find me on IG at we need to talk, uh, we need to talk 23 underscore pod. Um, you can find me on TikTok, same, uh, same name. Um, if you want to get in contact with me, we need to talk 23 pod at gmail.com. And I have a new episode that I will be dropping, uh, Monday. I don't know when this episode will come out, but Monday, what's that? Monday the 6th. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with a we kind of old podcast, very very dope episode with four four amazing women that I recorded with. Um, so yeah, so look out for that new episode coming soon. I appreciate you, brother. Jr. Go ahead and spit your spit your fire. All right. Uh, good evening. Good night. Uh, no good mornings with this one. Um, I'm Jr. from West Virginia and Commonplace. Uh, you can catch me on Instagram at WV on Commonplace. You can hit the link tree right there, and that's going to take you over to uh, the things that you need in life. Podcast consultant, if you need a keychain, a T-shirt, a Tumblr, we do all that stuff over there. And um, our major news, like I'm advertising everywhere, March 15th, the podcast is going to be on Twitch. Uh, too many people's on this platform doing their thing. And like I've been watching, I've become a fan of Twitch and Discord. Uh, it's better than doing the Zoom stuff. So yeah. I want to I want to encourage everybody to come over there and everybody to uh, keep this one thing in mind. And this is strictly to podcasters. I'm not talking to listeners when I say this. In a creative space, you can be a genius. In an uncreative space, you're just another person that's in smoke and mirrors. That was deep and cryptic. So thank you, JR. That is very indicative of a lot of things you say, deep and or cryptic. And I love it. And I think we all do. Thank you, brother. Um, this has been another episode of Ken Fluence. Thank y'all, Ken Fluence, for rocking with me. It's been Ken. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram, you should follow me on everything. But for those who may be new or may have come in through other traffic, follow me on Instagram at Kenfluence, K-E-N underscore F-L-U dot E-N-C-E. Again, that's K-E-N underscore F-L-U dot E-N-C-E. Follow me under the same handle on TikTok. Follow me on YouTube at Kenfluence channel at uh, YouTube. And you can also uh, send me an email if needed for uh, business uh, endeavors or whatever you need me for at Kenfluence channel at gmail.com. Again, folks, remember that I'm doing run coaching. Um, I'm filled up for the rest of the calendar year, but uh, spots are, you know, ready to be taken for next year coming up, 2022. Um, hey, man, y'all just had Thanksgiving. Uh, y'all are coming up on Christmas season. And uh, come come on, man. We quarantine. It ain't been nice to everybody. So I'm all I'm saying is, all I'm saying if you want a personal run coach, you've been there, done that, done the thing, hit 500 miles already, the year ain't over yet. Gonna get another 100 miles just just cause uh, before uh, the end of 2021. Hit me up. I got you. I'm gonna get you right. I also got run guys for sale. Um, so hit me up on those as well. But I appreciate my guests. And this has been another episode. I appreciate y'all. And I'll holler at you later. Be easy. Nobody born strives to be a nobody. The ebbs and flows of life drown some and forces others to create, adapt, improvise, and overcome. The route to success has an infinite amount of roads, scenes, and speeds, but the one thing that they have in common is that the traveler has to move forward at all costs. What if I told you that you are seven character traits away from realizing your dreams? That the success you desire is mere months away? The rooms you want to be in have space for you. 
from the author of Dear Dominic, Dewan J is back. High Vibrations only presents Keep It G, the guide to getting what you want. This book is the key to unlocking the doors to these rooms. Get your copy today. Your purpose, your dreams, the best version of yourself is waiting. Available at shopgrownmanlogicpod.com and amazon.com. Please follow WV Uncommonplace on Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, TikTok where we have some great content, Facebook, LinkedIn, hit up the merch store at onecommonplace.square.site. Join the email list from the website and rate, subscribe, and give feedback from your favorite podcatcher. And lastly thanks for listening and tune into the next episode.